Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So here is Raw essentially summed up. Now you're not going to turn on me, are you? No, of course not. Really? No. Really? No. Really? No. I have not seen that coming. Also, hello, my friends. My name is Simon Miller. No idea why I bowed, but I've done it now. And welcome to Ups and Downs for Raw. Now we have a lot to talk about today, so let's keep this nice and short. And we take the finger of power of the fop. And if something's good, we'll say up. And if something's bad, we'll say down. And for the people that keep forgetting, it's a positive peach show. We shall always look for the good when it comes to professional wrestling. One day we're going to be dead, so I waste your time. Let's up those downs. We were keeping things nice and simple this week too because we had our opening Raw promo and out came Cody Rhodes. Now he was super pumped because of course he does have a tag team title match later and he believes that him and Jey Uso will win those championships and he is now officially in the War Games match. And because his dad came up with that, well, that's probably a right treat for him. I bet he's wanted to do this for ages. He also brought out all of his teammates. So we had Jay and we had Sami Zayn and we had Seth Rollins. And what I really liked here is that we had a callback and you were rewarded for being a nerd and watching Raw every single week. Because while they are all kind of buddies, when Seth saw Cody and Cody saw Seth, it was like, well, I don't like you. Well, I don't like you. Well, I don't like you. And I don't like you. Of course, the Judgment Day then chose this moment to interrupt because you have to interrupt the opening Raw promo. Otherwise, we all do fall down and bad things happen. And they thought all this was hilarious because they were like, how are you going to beat us at war games? You can't even get on and we are a family. Finn Balor was in his usual trolling self because he was like, well, Seth, you are a champion right now. Do you remember all those matches when you couldn't beat Cody Rhodes? And then Damien Priest also joined in, but he did the opposite because he was like, oh, look, it's Cody Rhodes. He defeats anybody, but when it comes to championships, he absolutely sucks. So this was a bit like a Professor Layton puzzle and they told Sami Zayn he was an absolute loser. And Jay was like, well, just look at your track record. You turn on everyone. This is when Dominic Mysterio tried to talk. And basically, nope. He got booed out of the building. It's getting out of hand. So he then lost his mind because he was all like, none of this matters. Because when we get to the Survivor Series, this match is going to be the most brutal night of your life. Wow, well, sounds a little bit kinky. Cody then fired his own shots. He was like, well, I'm surprised you made it to the ring because Rhea Ripley ain't here. And you can't do nothing without her. Which is where Damian Priest made a terrible mistake. Because he got so angry at this insinuation, he shouted into the microphone, No! I am the leader. Just go and watch this. The rest of the group turned to him like, Oh, no, you didn't. So we continue to plant some seeds here, and Damo is definitely going to get flicked out of this group. When Seth Rollins became that guy from L.A. Noir, because from nowhere, he just went, I don't want to talk anymore. And he wants a match against J.D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio, and he'll team with Sami Zayn, and of course, who accepted on behalf of the Judgment Day? 
And it was Damien Priest. Because you know, he thinks he's a leader and he's definitely screwed. But look, this was a nice way to start Raw and set up the main event as well as the pay-per-view premium live event, which I'm actually very excited for. That could be a match of the year candidate. Up. And as we already had these dudes out here already, we had the match. It was fine. Now, what was very nice is that when Dominic Mysterio did bust out the three amigos, Michael Cole reminded us that it is the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's passing. Let's just take a minute to send a bunch of love to that guy. He remains one of the best of all time. Zayn and Rollins also hit dual dives at one point, because that's what you do in 2023 wrestling. But when we came back from the commercial break, the Judgment Day were just in control. And nobody told us why. So we make it up for ourselves. Now this is super simple too, because you just know that Dominic and JD started to argue about food, with Mysterio going, uh, no chicken tenders are the best, whereas JD McDonough was like, no, it's this lovely circular sugary treat. Because they kept getting louder and louder, Zayn and Rollins got really confused, and when they got a bit too close, the bad guys turned around, punched him in the face. That'll do. Thankfully, Seth did get the hot tag, and he smashed Dominic with the buckle bomb, and a kick that was super, and just when he was about to hit the stomp, all of a sudden, Finn Balor and Damian Priest were here. They jumped in the ring <laughs> and it was a disqualification. Because of course it was, we're watching WWE TV. Jane Cody then ran out to make the save because they were probably in the back going, look, we've watched the show recently and this happens all the time. Which is when Jay went for a spear and who took it instead of Damian Priest because he got right in the way. It was JD McDonough. That was going to tie into later. This absolutely pissed Adam Pearce off because it would do. So he came out screaming again. He was like, look, you're going to ruin my main event at this rate. So you know what? You're all banned from ringside. Rhea Ripley couldn't handle that either. And she started to argue with Adam Pearce, which we'll get back to in just one second. Because here's the deal. I enjoyed the match. And I actually liked the chaos afterwards because it does make sense. Especially because we had a massive thing planned for the end of the show. So it gets it up. But when you go through this episode of Raw, and the last episode of Raw, and the Raw before that, and a bunch of Smackdowns, everybody interferes. And there's so many DQs, which I don't mind, but it's the law of diminishing returns. And yeah, it's just become way too obvious at the moment. And my geekdom can't get around it. Down. That also ties into the fact that whoever is winning at the pay-per-view premium live event could have just lost here. I mean, WWE loves doing that booking, but this time, boop it out the window. The best part, however, is that Rhea and Adam continue to argue through the commercial break, and when we cut back to them, Ripley was like, listen, you absolute idiot, you need to listen to me, because without the Judgment Day, what the flub are you going to do? All of a sudden, Adam was about to punish her when Zoe Stark was here. Huh. Now, she feels like Ripley isn't focused on her women's championship at the moment, because she's got the Judgment Day, she's got War Games, she's got Dominic, and all these little things going on. So if she's not careful, her eye will be off the prize and she'll lose her title. Ripley disputed that because he was like, no, Zoe Stark, I have been watching you since NXT and everything you've done on the main roster. I mean, you got rid of Trish Stratus, you beat Becky Lynch, and you are going to be a champion one day. Problem is, I'm the Raw champ, so if you do want a belt, you're going to have to go to a different brand. This then turned into a massive row as one person was like, oh, I'm going to win that thing, and the other person being like, nah, mate, you're not going to win it. And as soon as Ripley tried to attack Zoe, she got out of the way, she teased a dive, and for some reason, decided not to do it. Shrug emoji. I really do hope we ramp up this build because I think the match is going to be great. And if you do it right, a small part of me could believe that Zoe Stark may win. I mean, she won't do. So you just got to get the story beats right. However, I like the dynamic these two have. Up. I mean, the only issue is that Rhea Ripley is just a massive babyface these days. What are you going to do? You then got another one of these badass Shinsuke Nakamura promos, which is all like, man, I'm waiting for you when you do arrive. I'm absolutely going to tear you apart. And I'm a little bit confused. 
Because the speculation on the internet, as ever, is just CM Punk, it's CM Punk. But surely there's a more obvious name, which is, of course, Randall Keith Orton. I mean, once again, given what happens at the end of Raw, and that Cody Rhodes is walking around going, well, I have friends, I have more friends, Randy Orton could return to WWE very soon and be the fifth guy on the babyface side of the War Games team. And everybody would love that. He's a mega massive deal. So I would just say temper your expectations, and then we did cut to Cody Rhodes, because he'd found Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins. He said, listen, Sam, I need you to leave for a second, because I want to talk to him, Mr. Rollins. His whole point, though, was that, sure, we can hate each other for 364 days of the year, but when it comes to Survivor Series, we have to be friends, because we need to win this match. Seth was like, listen, I respect you, but I also don't like you, which never makes any sense. But again, because I do have this respect for you, Mr. Rhodes, fine, I'll do it. Once again, I just like this nod to the past. I mean, I'm repeating myself here because it goes to show you maybe something that happened a week ago will pay off in a year. And you need those small things. I mean, Blink-182 has been talking about that for years. Well, it was time for Nakamura versus Otis. Why not? I really can't get mad at it because one, Shinsuke is great right now. And two, this Otis man, he can go to any city across the world and he just knows how to get over. I mean, he's an absolute treat. He wrecked Nakamura too because he hit this crazy bomb of power, this really stiff clothesline, and he got the caterpillar. Well, I tell you, when Nakamura kicked out of that, this crowd was really upset. Jinsuke then got up and just booted Otis right in the head, and I really appreciated this because we protected the big man. Because afterwards, Nakamura just went Kinshasa to the back of the head, Kinshasa to the front of the head. Kinshasa, 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 Kinshasa. Can't even say that word. And by that point, Otis was down, one, two, three. So he was just too meaty until his meat meter did run out. And we're going to do Shinsuke versus Chad Gable next week. Because afterwards, he got into it with Nakamura until Tozawa and Maxine Dupree was like, no, Chad, don't do it now. I have no idea why you would do that. But up is really fun. They've got a video explaining all the rules of war games. And Drew McIntyre found Seth Rollins. This was the biggest wink-wink-nudge-nudge ever because Drew was all like, Yeah, Seth Rollins, you were right, my friend. You did beat me at Crown Jewel Fair and Square. So now maybe I do have to look in the mirror and understand that I was to blame. McIntyre also kind of teased that maybe he would thump Seth, but instead he wanted a handshake when he promised to just whip everybody's ass and build his way back up to having a title shot. And again, given what we know now, (laughs) he was just trolling him. He must have been spending a lot of time on the internet. But then had a video package for Tegan Knox, which must be a good sign, as we spoke about all her injuries and how she's come back from it. And Tegan Knox was in a match, taking on Piper Niven. When it comes to these women's tag team titles, everything is always two plus two equals potato. Chelsea Green and Natalia were ringside too, so again, you knew what was going to happen here. It ties into earlier. But eventually, Chelsea got on the apron and she cast distraction. So Natty was there and she pumped Chelsea. So Piper saw this was happening and she hit Natalia. Like dominoes. What was really odd though is that Tika Knox used this to her advantage. She hit the shiniest wizard, but Piper Niven got her foot on the ropes at one, two, ooh. Like she was the biggest baby face ever. So instead, Tegan used the most devastating move. In all her sports entertainment, there's a prize roll-up and got the one, two, three. This was genuinely my face. And it is all about the end game here, and I just massively appreciated the fact that Tegan did get an opportunity, so I am going to give it an up. But don't worry, I'm going to get back to that finish in around about two minutes. But again, if we could have some proper direction for the women's tag team titles, I think everybody and their dog would appreciate it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jackie Redmond was then chatting to the Miz and she was all like, oh my gosh, what's driving you these days? The Miz actually had quite a good line. He was like, a bus. I finally got a bus. He then chuckled because of course he knew she was talking about Gunther. He was like, well, it's all about respect and championships. When he did a really, really bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, because of course Arnie and Gunther are both from Austria. Maybe never do that again. Ivar then walked in, he was like, Miz, you're such a clown. The absolute best part about this is that Ivar, even though he was dressed like a Viking radar, was using his normal voice. I was like, yeah, man, I don't add up. Bronson Reed then arrived, so he must have literally been just out of the camera frame, just like, I'm gonna walk in now. This is when the Miz snuck away. Just when it looked like we were gonna get two big men slapping man meat. Valhalla calmed everybody down. I guess she doesn't like big men wrestling. All of this is a little bit like a fever dream because I'm still not 100% sure that trying to use the Miz as a face is going to work, but I'm happy to let it play out when we continued everything between DIY and Imperium. Yes. This time it was Ludwig Kaiser taking on Tommaso Ciampa. And given that Giovanni Vinci and Johnny Gargano were at ringside, You've already figured it out. Because yes, almost instantly Giovanni tripped Ciampa. The referee saw this and he said, you must leave and you must never return. For about six minutes, Vinci was like, well, there's nobody stopping me. And he returned. Now, I do want to point out that Ciampa and Kaiser were having a really good match. But when Giovanni was back, he destroyed Johnny Gargano. He kicked him right in the head. So poor Tommaso had no chance because he is a good guy wrestler in the middle of a match when his friend got beaten up. You're obviously always going to be distracted. And then allowed Ludwig to hit the most devastating move in all sports entertainment and get the three. And that's when I melted down. I was like, wait a minute. You could have had Tika Knox win with her finisher, but you chose to do the roll-up just so in the next match, there could be another roll-up. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So look, we do it once again. I'm breaking my own system, but the match was too good. It is going to get an up and it has some payout in a second too. But you don't need to do two roll-up finishes back-to-back. It's the law of diminishing returns again. Poor Luke Law always getting involved with this, even though he doesn't want to. What? Down. I really do hope we do the proper tag team match at Survivor Series, though, because if you let them cook in front of Chicago fans, it would be excellent when we were back with the Judgment Day. And they were kind of happy 
Kind of laughed. Because Ripley and Domi were all raised eyebrows looking at Damien Priest going, oh, you think you're the leader? Damo's was like, look, I just got mad out there. I didn't mean what I said. Sometimes I'll lose my temper. Ripley was somewhere in the middle, but she did agree. When we do get to war games, we do need the captain of the ship. So you know what, Mr. Money in the Bank? You should take that role. Once again, I was like, Damien, this is not going to work out for you. Bella and Mysterio were fine with this, though, when they had other business matters to attend to. Because that's right. Given that JD McDonut keeps helping them, tonight is the night, and they want to officially bring him in to the Day of Judgment. This was really dark too, because JD had to sacrifice a lamb and like bathe in its blood. Not true at all. I don't know why I said it. Of course, Priest disagreed with this, but he was kind of talked around when it was he who was like, well, look, I'll go find him and I'll go give him the news. I only think that's appropriate. Once again, I was just like, rut, row, rut, row. Still, though, this is yet more good seed planting and being patient in WWE. And don't forget, that was that really long stretch where the powers that be basically forgot they could do this. It just makes it a more rewarding experience when you do watch week to week. When Sire Lee ruined Indy Hartwell as Candice LeRae watched on. What is happening? So this was exactly the same as all of Zaya matches recently because she hit Indy with that damn roundhouse kick and Hartwell just collapsed on the floor. I was just looking at Candice going, you knew this could happen, and you still pulled the trigger, it's on your head. Now, it is a shame this only went two minutes, but look, Zia Lee hasn't been able to get on TV for around about 45 years, and now she has been back for the last few weeks, and we've turned her into a little bit of a badass. We also got some Becky Lynch stuff, because she stormed out afterwards, was like, oh, I'm going to fight you next week, and we will do that. I actually find that quite an intriguing matchup, because Lee shouldn't lose, and Becky absolutely should not be defeated, so now I'm interested. If you let that go 10 minutes, I actually think they'd have a pretty good match. Up. Which is when Gunther congratulated The Miz for winning last week. We are not in Toto anymore, Kansas. He also sort of mugged The Miz off as well. So all of a sudden The Miz was like, well, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And don't forget, I've been around for 20 years and I've won title after title after title after title. And the Miz loves doing this. He's always recounting his accolades. Gunther basically laughed this off and said, listen, bro, at the pay-per-view premium live event, you're going to get the beating of a lifetime. So there it is. We are presenting the ring general as the heel and the Miz as the babyface. Now, look, it's super early days, so we should be patient. But at the moment, I'm worried it's going the way of all the other Miz face runs. It just doesn't really work. Even then, though, you do have to respect the Miz because he has had one of the greatest careers ever. But let's just break it right down. There is more chance of me regrowing my hair than The Miz winning the Intercontinental Championship. In fact, I'm going to put it on the line. Zoe Stark was then talking to Shayna Baszler because they're kind of friends. But even then, Baszler was like, oh, I see what position you're in. And you know, I could be in that position. And the only reason that I'm not is that I choose not to be. Maybe kind of not really. To be fair, she was also pumped up for Stark and believed she could become the champion. When Raquel Rodriguez walked in and did the same thing. She was like, oh, how dare you eliminate me last week from the Royal Rumble, but also good luck. Thankfully, Nia Jax then arrived. She addressed this. She's like, what is going on here? A tea party? Everyone shut up. She also challenged them all to a one-on-one -on -one match, and it was Raquel that stood up to her. So I guess we're going to do that next week. When The Miz defeated Ivar. Amazing. I was also wrong last week, so we may as well talk about that, because at the end of that four-way, the finish was screwed up because Ricochet suffered a concussion and he didn't know what the flub was going on. So again, we take our positivity blanket. I hope he's doing okay. The Miz was also busting out his best offense, so we are trying hard here. I just think when it comes to personality, we should present good guy Miz in a different way. Bronson Reed also stormed out. So once again, I was on the floor because I was like, oh my gosh, we're actually going to do it again. 
But really, this didn't help the Miz at all because Ivar just sat on him, squished. He also hit this great sit-out powerbomb for a 1-2-0 when the Miz came back for a DDT for a 1-2-0 when Valhalla was casting distraction. Because of course she was, she was a manager at ringside. So she was doing voodoo, whatever the hell she was doing. Although I think we did this so Miz could show crazy resilience because he got absolutely murdered with this slam off Tina the Turnbuckle and he kicked out too. I was like, that'll do it. You also just knew what was going to happen after this because yes, Ivar started to climb up the ropes when Bronson Reed was just shouting at him. Maybe he was going, oh mate, I'm going to give you a lovely hug. And Ivar was like, I don't want a hug. Which is when the Miz did the strangest thing. He kind of pushed Ivar off Tina the Turnbuckle and he pinned him with a version of the most devastating of all sports entertainment and he put his feet on the ropes to get to three. <laughs> I understand what we're doing anymore. Now Bronson absolutely destroyed Ivar with the tsunami after this. So we are going to get big men slapping man meat. And I actually thought this map was quite decent. So up. But with the fact we got another distraction and the fact we had to miss win by cheating, how am I ever meant to believe he's going to beat Gunther, who in terms of the presentation is put across as an even bigger, meatier version than Ivar. So that's got to get the down. Got a bit too crazy with the downs today. But sometimes this stuff smacks me right in the face. Just have the Miz win. Who cares? We'll all forget about it tomorrow anyway. This is when Damien Priest found JD McDonough too. It basically went like this. So I've got some great news for you, my friend. Oh, cool, man. What is it? You're allowed to be in the judgment day. But also, I want to kill you and I think you stink. Because, yeah, he doesn't actually think that JD McDonough should be in the judgment day. But as the pseudo leader of the group, he has decided, sure, why don't you come on in? Which is not what happened at all. He also gave him a jacket to underline all of this. Once again, I was just like, wait, what? I have never seen one member of the Judgment Day wearing a damn coat. Still, they did shake hands and McDonough was super happy, although I bet Rhea Ripley isn't going to be. When Finn Balor walked in, he was just over the moon. I love this version of Finn. He is really, really funny. Gunther then went and found his Imperium sons. And yeah, for once, he was really proud of them. Now Ludwig thought he was chatting to him and he was all like, eh, this is wonderful news. When Gunther was like, nah, bruh, I ain't speaking to you. I'm talking to Giovanni Vinci. You did great. And then when he did walk off, he looked at Ludwig like you are a piece of trash. What is going on? Now do not forget a few weeks ago, we did have that video for Ludwig Kaiser. So maybe actually it's going to be him who leaves the group and has a singles push. And why not? He's pretty good. The most bizarre part of all of this, though, is that Jinder Mahal and Indra Sheer then walked in. The Veer had finally come on Raw, excuse me, come to Raw. And they gave him a warning of make sure you take your next step carefully. If I was Ludwig, I would have turned around and go, excuse me, you can't even come to the show. In fact, you three, when it comes to arriving at the building, may be the absolute worst. Where have you been? We still cut to the Alpha Academy after this and Chad Gable was being a very nice man saying, Otis, don't worry, you did your best. And I'll beat Shinsuke Nakamura next week, which is basically when the Creeds were here and the New Day were here. And they all fell out and then watched Tazawa dancing with the belt. It was very weird, but I loved it. And I think when we get to Survivor Series, we should do the three-way. That'd be a damn good match. When we got to our main event, and man, what a wonderful weekend of heel turns it's really been. There's also Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso taking on the Judgment Day for the tag team titles. So this had some real weight behind it. Although the highlight is when Jay Uso was in there and he was doing punches and all the crowd were going, yeet, yeet, yeet. Let's keep that going. Cody then got in and he slammed Balor with a disaster kick and the Bionic elbow, which is when Finn blocked the Cody car, he blocked the crossroads, and he tagged in Damian Priest. Smart. Uso also got the slap and he hit the ultimate comeback move of 2020 through the crossbody and he got his splash 
for a 1-2-0. That's when I searched my feelings. I was like, actually, you know what? If WWE did want to change the championships, I wouldn't mind it at all. Damo then tried to help, but Cody crossroads his face off, so somebody was calling Nick Cage. Which is when we got this amazing near fall after the 1D Cody Cutter. Seriously, that got broken up at the last second. That's when I was like, oh, there it is. Plug me in, I'm ready to go. Certainly for Rhodes, though, he then made a terrible error because he went to dive on Damian Priest, who blocked this, and he threw him so hard into Rita the ring post, she broke. And now she's probably in a local medical facility. Now, Jay spied all of this, that so he was like, well, I know I can do a dive, and he took out everyone, which is when all of a sudden, Drew McIntyre teleported in from nowhere. He looked at Jay, and Jay looked at him when McIntyre pulled the trigger. He claymored his head off. He threw Uso back in the ring, and Balor saw this. He's like, man, well, I'm not against it. He pinned him. And these mother hubbards retain their tag team title. It also meant the Raw went off air with Drew McIntyre and Rhea Ripley in the entranceway. And they extended their hands out to each other and they shook them. And just go and listen to the crowd. They could not believe it. This is great because one, we've been teasing it for ages. Two, it does make sense. It's not two plus two equals potato. But also three, Drew is a massive asshole. Because he has literally just joined a would-be bloodline because he is still so damn mad that the actual bloodline cost him a bunch of opportunities. I'm sorry, but that is flubbing brilliant. You also can't wait to see what Drew McIntyre does with this because he has needed a serious edge for a while. Because he can actually speak from the heart here, and he is correct, but he is just choosing the wrong decisions to get where he wants to go. He also absolutely has to be the champion come 2024. I thought this was the best ending to Roy in ages. And I am giving it an up. Which brought us to the end of the show. And look, I've given a few downs here, but they are me being way too nitpicky because sometimes it's fun to be a massive dickhead. I am giving it an up. And overall, this was a damn good roll. So now please do let me know what your thoughts about the show were by getting in those comments below. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Make sure you click the video on the screen right now, which is ups and downs for AEW Collision. Support all of the ups and downs. Go to whatculture.com, follow us on social media. And otherwise, sleep. Yes, your rest. Make sure you do some kind of yoga if you want or smash your head into a wall. Don't do that. That's bad for you. Either way, goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.